did a month-long all-you-can-eat buffet promotion and then went out of business. Apparently, you can't pull that off. You can't do a month-long all-you-can-eat buffet Mm. without going out of business. Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) To someone. Um, I say we do more nursery rhymes. I was enjoying that. Says Greedy Nan. Yeah, old Greedy Nan. Um, Man, I sat next to a guy on a plane yesterday. Big old boy. Shoveled down a big bag of Doritos, and I thought, wow, man, I just, that's too bad. And then he followed that up seconds later with the jumbo bag of peanut M&Ms. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just, that's right? a, um... and, and, and I thought, you know, that's too bad. Um, and then I thought, I got to pay for his medical care indirectly. Yeah. On the heels of that uh, interview with uh, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. I do like a peanut M&M, though. That's oh, a good snack. They're fantastic. Oh, yeah. They're never not good. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know. Mm. Um, so we got this clip of Barack Obama talking about immigration from, uh, do, we, do we know how many years ago this is? This was 2005. He was still a senator at the time. Okay, so pre becoming remember, president. he became a senator because the guy who was way ahead in the polls turned out to be dragging his wife unwillingly to orgies. <laughs> Right. The, such are the twists and turns of, right. of history. Right. Hey, don't do that, would yeah. be my suggestion <laughs> to that gentleman. And d- that wife was the super cute gal from uh, Star Trek Voyager? Something like that. Yeah, Jerry Ryan. Jerry Ryan, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Sexy stuff. He was making her participate in orgies. Yeah, she hated it. Everybody found out he was going to be U.S. Senator, almost certainly. Yeah, he's way ahead. But he, he th- that scandal broke, and so Barack Obama became Senator, and the rest is history. Maybe yeah. I have a problem with sharing, but if I'm married to Jerry Ryan, I don't take her to any orgies. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> anyway, this is Barack Obama back, and this is fairly long, right? This is a couple minutes long, yes. but this is Barack Obama's opinion on immigration. We've been talking about this a lot lately. I don't know if you've been following the news, but... Here we go. We all agree on the need to better secure the border and to punish employers who choose to hire illegal immigrants. Uh, You know, we are a generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally and those who employ them disrespect the law. Can we stop right there? Uh, Is that possible? I mean, already out of the gate, the first things he said. Have you heard any Democrat say that recently? No. We need to punish employers, and we need to secure the border. There is nobody saying that. It's self-evident. It's obvious. Any adult understands that. But if you're pandering, and I don't mean, I mean, really pulling down your pants and pandering for the so-called Hispanic vote, you can't say those things even though they're self-evident. And even though, honestly, those notions poll really highly among Hispanic people, too. You just don't want to take the chance. the, The point of this is how far the debate has shifted toward uh, rampant illegal immigration in that amount of time. Right. I mean, a, a Barack Obama was saying this in 2005. Now nobody would say it. Well, we were, we ran some great State of the Union tape from Bill Clinton uh, from, uh, what year was that? I can't remember. Certainly the 90s. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's how far the issue has moved. It's amazing. Go ahead. Generous and welcoming people here in the United States, but those who enter the country illegally... And those who employ them disrespect the rule of law, uh, and they are showing disregard for those who are following the law. Uh, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully 
to become immigrants in this country. So that's why we need to start by giving agencies charged with border security new technology, new facilities, and more people to stop, process, and deport illegal immigrants. Having said that, securing the borders alone does not solve immigration management. We're going to have to better manage legal immigration in order to end illegal immigration. Uh, Senators McCain and Kennedy point us in the right direction on that point. Right now we've got millions of illegal immigrants who live and work here without knowing their identity or background. Uh, that's part of the reason that we need a guest worker program to replace the flood of illegals with a regulated stream of legals who enter the United States after checks and with access to labor rights. Part of the reason that illegal immigration uh, is so damaging is that it ends up uh, creating a pool of workers with depressed wages and no rights, and that's not something that we find acceptable. American employers also need to take responsibility. Uh, too often, illegal immigrants are lured here on the promise of a job, only to receive unconscionable, unconscionably low wages. Uh, in the interest of cheap labor, unscrupulous employers look the other way when employees present fraudulent U.S. citizenship documentation. Uh, these acts hurt both American workers and immigrants whose sole aim is to work hard and get ahead. And that's why we need a simple, foolproof, and mandatory mechanism for all employers to check the legal status of new hires. Uh, let me repeat, we need strong border security at the borders. But we also need a virtual border that is created by employers having to check to see if these people genuinely are legally in the and, and then it cuts off in and, the country. Yeah, and that is clearly all true. I would I would vote for him. I, well, I'd certainly vote for that uh, uh, method of going about illegal immigration. Yeah, he sounded like Donald Trump there in a couple of parts. Right. I mean, and yeah. and if you said, uh, you know, if you said most of that. In most of the blue chunks of the country, you would be screeched at, shouted down as a racist and a xenophobe, and a That's maniac. A, so has the issue moved that much, that fast? In some people's minds, it has. I'd say in the vast majority of Americans' minds, no. I think virtually everybody who heard that said, oh, that's perfectly reasonable. I agreed with that before. I agree with it now. Well, the part of, part of the problem is, you know, and he didn't get to this. Uh, there there are reasons the Democrats don't want to that to happen, and there are plenty of reasons the Republicans don't want that to happen. Correct. So that makes it pretty difficult. You put that to a vote on a referendum nationwide, that, that passes overwhelmingly. It's not even close. It's not even close on securing the border, and now we're going to really clamp down on uh, on businesses. you gotta, you got to prove that they're citizens, et cetera, right. et cetera, or got a work permit or whatever. That screed is the perfect example of what politics isn't. Ideas and sane proposals for policy play a tiny role in politics. Tiny. Politics is the art of frightening or enticing the herd to run one way or another. And that's a great example. That, as opposed to screeching about racism and and pandering for the so-called Hispanic vote. That's what politics really is. That's where your your Carl's Rove and your, you know, your George's Soros and all those people, that's where they make and or spend the money is in frightening the herd, not in laying out perfectly sane reasonable stuff like that. 
which is why that isn't the law of the land. So we've got a couple of immigration bills that aren't going to pass today, which means nothing has been accomplished this week at all, The uh, or in the last couple of weeks. Is that right? Nothing has been accomplished? They announced a zero-tolerance policy, but you can't really pull that off. Because if you arrest everybody, you got to separate the kids and the parents. And America freaked out, apparently. And uh, the president recognized this is not working, so backed off of it. And now nothing's going to pass it as a as a pressure point to get him to pass something, which was his plan, Trump's plan. That didn't happen. So then we're just nothing, right? We're back to where we were three weeks ago. Well, it's possible that the they've asked the judge to revisit her 2004, is it, ruling? Um, it's quite a while ago. Uh, that... INS can't house children for more than 20 days. they got to go to HHS because the conditions were so squalid. It wasn't 04. It was uh, during the Obama years, so I don't remember precisely when. It doesn't matter. But um, So unless she says, okay, now y'all have some really nice family centers and you're building more, okay, now INS can hold on to children indefinitely. Unless she says that, and various legal experts I've heard say it's unlikely she'll say that, then then no, nothing has changed whatsoever. We're still in a bizarre situation where we can't arrest people who sneak into the country because that would divide them from their kids, and we feel bad about it. And so the status quo will continue, and the Wall Street Journal crowd is saying, all right, I thought we were in a little trouble there for a little bit in terms of hiring people and not having to pay them as much, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That sucks. And then the soft-headed, nobody, no human is illegal crowd is happy so because it's going to continue. Oh, and, I noticed that the the chick who was yelling at uh, Kristen Nielsen, the Secretary of uh, Homeland uh, Security, um she was when she was getting yelled at in that Mexican restaurant. That's the sign the chick was holding. No human is illegal. God, wear a helmet. Your head is soft. Oh, speaking of soft-headedness. If, oh. that, if that works on you, seriously, honest to God, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, please don't vote. You, you don't have the capacity to understand policy and complex ideas. Well, so no, please don't you vote. don't have the ability to handle simple ideas. That's not a complex idea. Coming up, Whoa. soft heads on parade. Coming up. There we go. I'd go to that parade. So, and they throw out candy? And, and one of them is a perfect example of we could launch into some fake outrage, but we're not. If we reject it on your side, we're going to reject it on our side. Playing nothing but summer songs today on the longest day of the year. It's your summer radio. Having more sex could lead to winning a Nobel Prize. Science proves it. <laughs> yes. Here's a complete disc jockey show with all the modern pace of today's exciting radio. That's right. That's what we're trying to do <laughs> here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. So is the verse coming up here where he talks about her drowning? Here, here. Alright, let's perpetuate hookup culture. I'm against this. Hookup culture, that's right. This song. Is this movie okay during the hashtag MeToo era? Didn't really age well. Absolutely not. Here we go. I find it disgusting. I saved her life. 
she nearly drowned. So conspiracy theorists believe she did drown. And the scene at the end of the movie where they take off in the car and fly into the sky, which always confused me. Yes. There's proof of something there. Oh, so there you go. Prequel to Harry Potter. Or something. Anyway, that's probably she's enough She's actually Harry Potter and she's uh, Hermione. I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was more than enough of that. Never been a fan of Grease. Really? I think I was in it once. Or, no, I played in the orchestra. I can't remember. You don't remember? It's, just, it's so tired. God. Ugh. I bet I've seen that movie 15 times. I've seen the stage show probably five times and the movie a handful more. I, just, mm. I like John Travolta. Who doesn't? Mm. Oh, massage therapists <laughs> whose cranks he grabs. Wow. They allegedly, allegedly, wow. there have been <laughs> allegations. Who are the alligators? All right, moving along. Softheads on parade. First of all, you got Peter Fonda, ancient movie actor, famous mostly in the 70s. And or on, was he in on Golden Pond? Or no, his daughter was in it. Was he in that? Nobody knows. His sister. It's his sister. Jane Sweat. Fonda was in it. That's his daughter, isn't it? No, Peter Fonda and Jane Fonda are brother and sister. They're, right. they're both kids of Henry Fonda, right? Right. Correct? Peter Henry Fonda is the son of Henry Fonda. Right. The great actor from movies and shows. That's it. <laughs> I almost started into that list, but nobody wants to hear it. Nope. No, they don't. So this crazy old actor tweeted a couple of things in the last day or two. I'm going to read them to you just so you know what the story is. Now, um, the one I can't... He uses a term to refer to women that is an okay word... In, except in this context, it's a terribly coarse term for a woman. Rhymes with bash or dash. Hmm? Starms, starts with a G. Hmm. I, uh, I got spiked in baseball and got a big gash on my shin. Actually happened. True story. But I don't want to use that term to refer to women. Anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. He, uh, he's commenting on the immigration thing. He says, we should rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms and put him in a cage with pedophiles and see if his mother will stand up against the giant a-hole she is married to. He spells it out, of course. 90 million people in the streets on the same weekend in the country. F. And he just, he, the, the F word, standalone like it's its own sentence. Hey, that's a good tweet. It is. Don't, don't you think it is? It's oh, its own it certainly sentence. can be. It's just in this context. I'm going to say duck. 90 million people in the same weekend in this country. Duck! I've, I've said <laughs> that before. Usually alone, nobody around, like, you know, thinking about it, and then just, F! And it's, right. a, it's an entire sentence. It says, my current situation is not pleasing to me. Well, well explain. That's what that sentence says. So, okay, so he said that, and then he's referring to, uh, he says, uh, Christian Nielsen is a lying bash that should be put in a cage and poked at by passersby. Wow. Is the he getting... bash should be pilloried in Lafayette Square naked and whipped while passersby, while by passersby, while being filmed for posterity. Well, he hasn't been a movie star for decades, but that should be a career ender in, in, the, in the modern... Yeah, he doesn't have a career. In the modern hashtag MeToo era, shouldn't it? Using a term like that? Imagine if a conservative actor used that term to refer to anyone. Right. I got one more for you. SS. SS Sarah Sanders is a lying bash, too. Wow. And bash is much worse than C-bomb. He drops a C-bomb. Maybe we should take her children away and deport her to Arkansas in giving her children to Stephen Goebbels Miller for safekeeping. All right. Here's the story. Yes, absolutely. If one of the three conservative movie stars who who live and breathe had said this, 
uh, we would stop the entire country to weep and gnash our teeth in the streets. If it were Chuck Norris or Tim Allen. Right. Or Tom Selleck. Uh, those Tom are the Selleck. three. That's correct. I didn't know that. Um, but that gnashing of teeth and weeping in the streets and marching, that would be fake outrage. That would be people acting outraged because they get attention and they get things, they get what they want accomplished because people are afraid of their outrage. But it's all faked up. It's all stupid. So I'm not going to engage in it. This crazy old dumbass actor who most of you don't even know who it is whose sister was a traitor and an America hater and 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 I have no use for whatsoever he said a bunch of stupid crap so what that doesn't affect me that doesn't change the world he's an idiot Ted Turner's you know former do with- brother-in-law does not bother me right right how does that affect me that doesn't hell it doesn't even raise my pulse stupid idiot that's that's the way to react to this. I'm gonna I re- reject fake outrage wherever it falls, including if it quote unquote helps my side. I'm just sick of it. Never forget the great advice of the modern day philosopher Mr. T. What do we do with fools? We pity them. Mm. We pity fools. It's a good point. And then we got this note from a Charlie. He says, "Thought you would enjoy this from a soft-headed friend who posted this on Facebook." Yes, crossing the border without documentation is illegal. Being black without a white owner was illegal. Walking into a whites-only restaurant was illegal. In Germany, being a Jewish person was illegal. Without ethics, laws are just the stories we tell to justify horror. Okay, but so the argument okay. would be those ceased to be to be legal, or they changed the law on that, and we should change the law on, on the border thing? So that's the... Sure, put it to a vote. Yeah. If you think... Any country controlling who comes into it is akin to the Holocaust or apartheid or slavery. Well, then put that to a vote. You will be, uh, you know, I hate to see your your tender, tender feelings hurt, particularly given the softness of your skull. Um, I think you'll be really disappointed how many people agree with you that think, Controlling who comes into the country, every country, is the same as the Holocaust. Do we have that quote from, uh, what is it, Happy Gilmore? (laughs) Whatever Adam Sandler movie that is. About God have mercy on your soul. That is really necessary right now. (laughs) What you've said is the stupidest thing. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. There you go. Perfect. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Michelangelo, I don't know the exact rules for all this, but please do have the breaking news donkey standing by for the newscast because we've got a major Supreme Court ruling that's just come in. Awesome. More immigration situation confusion and a simian celebrity death. Oh, this might be my favorite summer song. Will Smith. Uh, Marshall's News on the way. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. How did the single most damaging text from the FBI end up uncovered until last week? I have Uh, some information on that, but not enough, and I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of it, but it's pretty interesting. And it strains credulity, as they say. Mm, And if you've ever had your credulity strained, you know how painful that is. 
It doesn't snap back into place like you'd like it. It's not as stretchy as some people seem to think. <laughs> How about the news now, Marshall Phillips? All right, Michael, breaking news donkey. Breaking news donkey, please. This is something that will affect each and every one of you. Online shopping will soon become more expensive after the U.S. Supreme Court rules states can require Internet retailers to collect sales taxes. No! I'd already gotten used to that. So how do I haven't? I absolutely have not. Yep. I, I know someone who looks a lot like me. Mm. Uh, I would never do this. Because I believe you're supposed to report it. But I know someone who looks like me who regularly buys his very expensive things without paying any tax on them. Good Lord. And this is going to be a huge change. Um, uh, so so you buy something at, from a store in Maryland and you play, pay your state's tax on it or that state's tax on it? I believe... Well, it, it, it very state to state. Yeah. Um, and I know if I buy something that is shipped from my state, right. I pay sales tax on it because Amazon adds it on. No, shipped from other states. Oh, well, right. Some of us, people I know, yes. spend a lot of time right. going out of their way to not buy things in their own state because they don't wow. have to pay taxes that way. Wow. And probably save, oh, I know this person saves right. thousands and thousands of dollars a that year. That would be going to our roads and schools. Mm. Um, oh, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just yeah. saying that this person can do it currently. Yeah, justices broke with 50 years worth of legal rulings that barred the states from imposing sales taxes on most of the purchases their residents made from out-of-state yeah. retailers. This had to be dealt with, and this person yeah. I know was really enjoying this loophole. <laughs> yes. um, Five to four ruling. Mm. Wow. How quickly does it go into effect? Uh, tomorrow. No, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. This is breaking news, Jack. Yeah. Well, breaking this, news. This person I know might make purchases today oh, if it goes into effect tomorrow. <laughs> wow. You know, uh, perhaps uh, this person could spend a moment thinking about the listener for just a moment as Marshall reports this story. <laughs> perhaps well, this person's a cheapskate. Well, I think a lot of people probably do that. Why would you buy? Um, uh, especially with free shipping, why would you buy something that costs $100 in your state when you can buy it just across in another state, get right. it shipped for free, and there's no tax? Uh, let, let me go on with the Which is the way it is currently. What we've got on the to story. support businesses in your state? Well, you have to be a good person. Okay, get past that. Okay. Okay. The decision was a victory Stupid. for South Dakota, which had asked the court to uphold its law imposing an internet sales tax. They said our state's losing millions for infrastructure and schools, and our citizens are harmed by an uneven playing field well yeah it's 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 always been weird and i always thought this is amazing yeah. that i'm able to buy this without paying tax not, on well, it well not you this guy that you know right right yeah not uh, you. a couple of interesting aspects <laughs> to this uh the four dissenters said congress should deal with this not the courts that makes sense and uh sellers like wayfair overstock.com and Newegg, whatever that is uh, computer parts oh, okay yeah said online retailers could face some 12,000 local tax jurisdictions if the Supreme Court sided with the states. They warned of economic chaos, at least until Congress steps in. Although, i got to believe they could, you know, get software that you just punch in the zip code and it tells you what the tax rate is. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't still, sound that complicated. Yeah. I still don't get, do I, am I paying Maryland's tax or California's tax? Uh, Maryland, because yep. you bought it there. Yep. Okay. Yep. I believe that's how it's going to be worked out. So now out. you shop, or now you, you spend the time to figure out which state has the lowest sales tax and buy it from there. Y- you could, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Punch in the 12,000 different right. uh, So does your friend and, consider yeah. himself different from like a coupon clipper at the grocery store? <laughs> like I don't it, know. Is, how would he look on that sort Smart of? Smart consumerism. <laughs> okay. 
hours after signing his executive order that stopped the separation of children from their parents when they were caught illegally crossing the border, President Trump headed up a huge rally in Minnesota telling the crowd he's not backing down from his pledge for strong borders despite signing that order. And he had some advice for voters on how they could help solve the immigration situation. If you want to create a humane, lawful system of immigration, then you need to retire the Democrats and elect Republicans to finally secure our borders. Well, speaking of the uh, Democrats who who believe they have the wind at their sails at this point, and they might be right, um... They have now moved the goalposts. You got Dick Durbin screaming that the president's executive order is a nightmare. Where is it? I actually have the exact text of it. Um, Oh, that's right. It was on Twitter. Uh, He's saying arresting and holding families is unacceptable in any circumstance. We're still jailing children. We need to end this now. Meaning you can't detain anybody. Who comes with children right. for any reason. Otherwise, you're either separating the children or, quote-unquote, jailing the children, right. according to Dick Durbin and some of the Democrats now. So they're thinking, wow, let's see how far we can push this. Because that's just that's just crazy. Well, the back- idea if you snatch or bring or uh, your own kid or somebody's cousin or you kidnap a kid or whatever, we can't hold you now. Right. That's an absurdity. Specifically on the clip we just played from the president, so he's making the argument that if Republicans controlled the House and the Senate and the presidency, they'd deal with illegal immigration. I'm, I'm uh, somewhat skeptical of that. Yeah. The yes, the current point. situation. All right, final note, sad note, Simeon celebrity death, Coco the gorilla who mastered sign language has died. The Gorilla Foundation says the uh, 46-year-old gorilla died in her sleep. The foundation's... Uh, uh, Preserve in the Santa Cruz Mountains in California. Or was it murder? It wasn't? Uh, No. Coco. I don't don't think so. Coco was born at the San Francisco Zoo. Dr. Francine Patterson began teaching the gorilla sign language that became part of a Stanford University project in 1974. I tell you what, Coco fascinated me as a kid. I fascinated everyone, I think. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it was a real... uh, you know, torchbearer for thinking of animal kind differently. Yep. Particularly your your higher beings, your primates uh, at all. Uh, do, do we have uh, Coco's final words? No, I do not have the uh, signed final words by uh, the uh, the uh, magnificent creature. But uh, you know, we we're talking about the impression Coco made. Coco was in a lot of documentaries. I don't know if you ever saw some of the documentaries, but it was amazing at how well she could communicate. Oh, yeah, and and some of the ideas were fairly complex. Yes. I mean, it wasn't want food, you know, right. or that sort of thing. Right. The uh, One of the more current story or recent stories I remember was... Uh, the gorilla Coco had some did some videos with Robin Williams, and when Robin Williams passed, they went to the gorilla, and I don't right. know why you would do this, but they told him, "Hey, your your buddy Robin Williams, it, it's dead now," and signed the language for "Oh, sad," and that's that's very interesting Ooh. to yeah. me. Yeah. Wow, um, yeah. yeah, it's number it's, one that she remembered. You know, Robin Williams, a memorable chap, no doubt, yeah, but right. as a gorilla, he was hairy as an ape. Does that play a factor? <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure that's even appropriate to bring up, but this, thank you. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Hey, Michael, it's uh, we're playing all summer songs. Uh, at some point, I would like to hear from my favorite band to listen to right now, the Decemberists, June Hymn. It's a great song about summer. Great, beautiful. Him is in him or her, or him is in a religious song? H-Y-M-N. Okay. The latter. 
Uh, so why did the most damaging text in that FBI bunch of texts just come out last week? Good question. It's kind of interesting. We don't have an answer, and I'll, I'll bet we never get an answer. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation. Here's a hymn to welcome in the day Heralding a summer's early sway And all the bulbs all coming in to Trump doesn't actually know anything about space or space policy So he can't actually explain why he thinks a pointless and expensive space force is necessary Instead, he just says stuff like this You will go out there and you will take that frontier Which is largely unknown By man or woman and you will learn everything there is to know about it. And what you're doing is so important. Remember, economically, militarily, scientifically, in every way, there is no place like space. He sounds like an actor playing Captain Kirk in a dinner theater production of Star Trek. Who forgot all his lines. <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Trump is Trump is one of the best ever at winging it. And because yeah. and because of that, he wings it all the time. And it doesn't always work out. Fair assessment. He's really great at winging it. There are very few people could stand up in front of 30,000 people and wing it for an hour and a half the way he does and pull it off. True that. But because he can do that most of the time, he tries to do it all of the time. Yes. And then you got times like that space thing where that just sounded idiotic. (laughs) Fascinating. It's one of my favorite modes of Trump, which is the doing a book report on a book you haven't read. Right. (laughs) Right. Well said. That is so good. Oh, boy. So, one of the problems with the kids in cages, among other problems with the crying kids in cages, is uh, it obscured this whole IG report, FBI text story that has been going on in hearings and all that sort of stuff for the last couple of days, and it's been getting no coverage. So, on Tuesday, the, uh, the, the IG, the Inspector General Horowitz, sat down and took some questions. So, we're all wondering... Why did the most explosive text out of all the Peter Strzok texts just come out this past week? Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yes. We're refer- referring to, of course, to the text where he says, we'll stop Trump. Right, essentially. He won't be, he's not ever going to become president, right? Right? No, no, he won't. We'll stop it. So there's an explanation that gets into a lot of uh, how they access the text and this and that. But I want to skip to this part because I thought it was really interesting. On Tuesday, speaking to the House, Horowitz faced skeptical questioning. I'm reading from the Washington Examiner. There were reams of Strzok page texts turned over to Congress last fall, Republican Jim Jordan said to Horowitz. But there was one text we didn't see. One text message we didn't get to see. That until last week, when your report came out, and it just happened to be the most explosive one, the one that says, we'll stop Trump. How come we didn't see that beforehand? Which is the obvious question. The answer from the IG is, there was in that fourth recovery that we made in May, where they recovered more text, there were 100,000 plus lines of text to go through. Most of them, all of them we'd found before. This one we hadn't, we didn't see it, we didn't pick it up until this month, June. Did you not see it, or was it hidden from you, Jordan asked? Because we have the text message right before it, 
and we have the one right after it, but somehow that one, the most explosive one, was missing from the pages that we got months ago. Horowitz said he did not believe the Justice Department knew about the text before the IG's office discovered it. I don't think the department had it, Horowitz said. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, But any chance for Horowitz to elaborate on that or to satisfy Republican suspicions about the Justice Department's role was lost when Jordan's time ran out and no one picked up his line of questioning for some reason. (sighs) So here's my question. As the FBI is part of the Department of Justice, Justice Department, um, I don't believe the department had it i don't even know what that means because the fbi sure as hell had it well and so there's there's a lot of complexity that would make sense with the whole we got we got them we thought we had them all but then it turned out there was another server they were on his phone all this different stuff none of that matters to me once you get down to the we have the text right before it and the text right after it but not that one right so that that doesn't make any sense whatsoever that doesn't make any sense. Well, it, it, it makes perfect sense. Well, it, only, it makes perfect sense yeah. if you go with somebody extracted that text because it was so damaging, and you can see how damaging it's been. Everybody agrees that's by far the most... Ex- that's the reason Strzok was let out of the government building on Friday, is that text. I guarantee you. Which, well, right, right, but who in the world redacted that text? I don't know. It was a deliberate act... Of cover-up, of sabotaging the investigation by somebody. It was obstruction of justice. Right. Yeah. Clearly. Is anybody going to ask? I don't know. How did they not pick up Jim Jordan's line of question? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, This is all a little scary. It's weird. Yeah. Because I was starting to buy the explanation from, uh, from Horowitz, the IG, with the you know, we had we thought we had all the text, but then we just recently got you know another hundred thousand lines of text. We're okay. And if so- you read about how they went through various sorts of software and different technologies and the rest of it, it's kind of interesting. And oh, I get it why that was delayed for a while. But this text wasn't one of those. But if yeah, and if it turns out you have a giant chunk of text, including the one right before this one and right after it, I'm sorry, I'm not buying it now at right. all. Right. That is highly troubling. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get more investigation on this or what. Boy, that's you, pretty... It, it, well, it's... Oh, imp- you, oh, if we don't get more investigation, f- we'll forget it. I'm going to throw on my tinfoil hat. I'm a sap if I believe that, oh, you just didn't have that particular text. It's just a coincidence that the most damaging text to the FBI and this whole thing got left out. That's just a coincidence. Horowitz said he did not believe the Justice Department knew about the text before the IG's office discovered it. And I don't understand how that could I don't, possibly I don't be. I don't either. Unless there's something... That's a bizarre statement. Unless he means the, the oversight part of the Justice Department. In which case, he was saying someone in the FBI is obstructing justice. Is there another interpretation of what he said? I don't know. I don't know. Boy, I tell you what, you combine this with the, the recent reports on the um, the uh, VA, which has done virtually nothing about protecting whistleblowers. The Trump administration opened up this office of whistleblower protection for the VA, which was a nice move, but whistleblowers and those who advocate for them say it has no enforcement power. And so there's still, you are, you are throwing away your career 
and your happiness if you bring up a problem at the VA right now. Because the the strategy now is they launch a counter-investigation of you. And they make vague accusations of, yes, he or she, she creates a hostile work environment. And all of a sudden, you're on trial, your life is screwed up, and all the bureaucrats around you treat you like a child rapist, according to multiple right-now whistleblowers at the VA. That's how viciously giant bureaucracies protect themselves against the sort of scumbags who would insist on vets getting good care. And then you hear the Democrats act as if privatizing the VA is some sort of horror against the vets. And you know how utterly morally bankrupt they are. Sacrificing our, our veterans on the, you know, the pyre of uh, government employee unions. Scum. We got a number of texts all contradicting each other about the Supreme Court ruling that Excellent. came down on the... <laughs> I hope they're all angrily confident. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are so stupid, I don't even know why you bother talking, was one of the texts. (laughs) Contract says we gotta, genius. (laughs) Anyway, our text line is 415-295-KFTC, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.